0: Welcome to Business Influencers with Tell Radio. Welcome. We hope everyone's having a great week and we're going to have a great show today. If you are new to Business Influencers, you found us here at Tell Radio. We're also on Spotify and also have a YouTube channel. So check us out at Tell Radio for Business Influencers. And each and every week we bring in great experts sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help scale your business to the next level. We all look at influence in different ways, but the way we look at it here at Business Influencers, it's all about sharing versus telling, that when we can share and be compelling to the audience and the clients that we serve, we empower them to draw their own conclusion in terms of how they want to enroll working with us so they can help themselves solve their own problems through our products, services, and so on. So we encourage you all that if you're new to Business Influencers to follow us on Spotify, uh, at Tell Radio, as well as YouTube. This way, you'll be updated with uh, new shows that will be coming out each and every week to help elevate your business and personal success to the next level. we got a great show to you. Our show is being brought to you by uh, Alumni Direct. They are a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni from around the country together, perhaps also meeting new people that went to your school that might have been from a different generation type, but a great way to kind of uh, to connect and, and formulate genuine relationships with others. It takes all the noise out of social media. There's no notifications, people trying to spam you. This is all about connecting on something that you have shared interest. In this case, the school that you went to. This also provides affinity programs. So feel free to tap, tap into the many great things that Alumni Direct is doing to bring people together and help move your business in life to the next level. You can find out more information at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. So today we're going to be talking about the benefits of outsourcing. And we are going to be talking with an expert in this area. His name is Janae, Janae Wright. And he is uh, the founder of, and, and chief executive officer of Primus Business Management, a holistic management company that partners in support of business leaders who want to focus on their core mission, save money, and leave important, Operational management systems to trustworthy external specialists. Primus was started uh, to focus on the critical connection between small business businesses and nonprofit organization success and the operation management of their back office services. Janae uh, has over 15 years' experience leading the finance and administrative departments of nonprofit organizations with missions related to social services, education, the arts, international NGOs, and Think tanks, and without further ado, we welcome Janae right to the show. Janae, how you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Doing great. Well, it's such a pleasure to have you. I had the privilege and an opportunity to 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 meet you beforehand, and we've had such a great chat that I said, "I oh, got we got to get Janae on the show." And Janae, I mean, what one of the things I love what you do is that you're involved in nonprofit. You're involved yes. in, in, with businesses. You kind of kind of in between before we get into the benefits of outsourcing just kind of talk about you know your you know some of your you know your you know your experience in that particular segment i'd love to have the audience uh you know hear about more about nonprofits and why they're so important
1: sure um uh, nonprofits have become the driving blood of a lot of org- a lot of communities right um where where in certain cases government can't be there to, to do the, the direct hand holding support that some of our communities need. Nonprofits have been really uh, influential and important in doing that, right? So you have nonprofits that that dreamers scan the gambit of different industries. They're teaching, they're they're in healthcare, they're in sports, and they're there to really be an assistance to the government and assistance to the community to really help those who need the help to get whatever they want, right? Um, nonprofits are, you know, there's schools that are nonprofits, hospitals are nonprofits. All these are essential parts of our community. And when when you start to see how much work they really do and the, the benefits they do and the, the things that they've been able to accomplish over the years, you should absolutely support them, right? You can really go out there and find a nonprofit that's really entwined with your, values and your abilities and either volunteer for them, support them with fund financially um, funds, or just be part of the organization yourself. But they are an extremely important part of our community.
0: Wow, that's so that's so great. And I I, I can relate 100% because, you know, I've been involved in uh, nonprofits in the past. I've helped nonprofits get set up and so on. And, and they are so important and, you know, and play an important role in our business world. And I love what you're doing. So let's move on to outsourcing. You know, sure. the, the, you know, when people hear that word outsourcing, <laughs> you know, they could have, I guess, different different perspectives from different people. Yes. When we look at outsourcing, you know, people have to say, does it is it really pay for me to elevate my business to the next level? Do I do I bring in people that work for me and and pay benefits and hire them, or do I look to the outside to someone that that you know that can really that understands that role, but they're Obviously not on my books, you know, it's a 1099 type of thing. Talk about the benefits of outsourcing compared to hiring from you know, hiring, you know, for that role.
1: So first, let me, let me do this because this this is part of the conversation you have, right? There's a difference between outsourcing and offshoring right? So a lot of times when you tell people, hey, I'm an outsourced specialist, they automatically think offshore, which means I'm hiring people from um, India or or other parts of the world to do work for Americans. And, it, you know, the, the 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 initial feeling is, oh, you're taking American jobs. That's not what outsourcing is. Outsourcing literally just means you're going to hire a workforce that does not belong, as you said, does not belong on your W-2, right? These are not These are not the employees that you're going to manage on a day-to-day basis. And there's many reasons to do it. One is financial. Outsourcing is going to be cheaper than hiring staff. Um, Given the kind of consulting you're looking for, it's going to be cheaper. Because when when you think of hiring staff, you know, it's not just the salary number that you're saying to yourself, right? I'm going to hire this guy for $50,000 a year. I'm going to hire this guy for $50,000 a year. I have to pay federal insurance, federal um, taxes on that $50,000 a year. I also have to give him an office, a computer. I have to make sure he has somebody to, um, to relieve him if he needs to go on vacation. So all that $50,000 a year, you can add another 25% to that, right? So now you're at $65,000 a year for this one position. With source management, when you talk to an organization like us, there's a price and that's the set price. We're responsible for uh, staff going on vacation We're responsible for the resources that staff uses, we're responsible for the training, the management, and all of the things that go into getting the best staff for your organization. So one, it saves you money. The second one is, it's like an instantaneous boost of knowledge to your organization, right? One of the things that I've learned over the years is when you hire someone for your organization you're going to train them, you're going to, they're going to understand how you work and how your company and your industry works. And that's going to be, the—the the, in most cases, the, the gist of their knowledge base. When you hire an outsource organization like us, we work with multiple organizations. Therefore, my team is always training, right? So they're always in the knowledge, um, knowledge gathering situation. So when you hire us or when you hire an outsource specialist, you instantaneously go from zero to 100 because of the level of influence, a level of, of knowledge and experience that you're automatically putting into your organization. I think that's one of the things that people, that, that certain business owners um, look at as, you know, is this important or not? But it is. It's very important. Things in, in, in our years, in these like 21st century situations, change in an instant, right? And the rules for accounting change every two weeks. The rules for HR changes every two weeks. The technology, all those information change every two weeks. And if you don't, as an organization, have the ability to continuously train your staff, then they're always going be to be behind the eight ball. For us, part of our values is continuously learning, right? So my team mm-hmm. are always involved in trainings. They're always learning more. They're always learning the better, better ways of doing the job they do. So when you hire an outsource management team, you should always expect an absolute bump in knowledge base and experience to your organization because of that.
0: Yeah, you know, if you could talk about like the, you know, like if, if the vetting process or maybe a checklist that, let's say, because there are a lot of small businesses, like you know, yes. a lot of people that have gone into their own business. Some people had to go into business out of default because they were laid off during COVID. And there could be a lot of, uh, you know, you know, one man operations out there. One person, it could be a few people, it could be, you know, 50 people. Nonetheless, outsourcing can be used in any type of size organization. Correct. Talk about a little bit about like what checklist people, you know, could be looking at that they can make sure that where this is going to be a benefit versus an expense, you know, and how this is going to save them time and money to allow them to do the things that they're really good at versus not getting caught up in the things that they're not.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's this really great saying, and I, I always keep forgetting mm-hmm. the name of the person who made it, but the statement is, do what you do best, outsource the rest. Right?
0: <laughs> I, I love that. That so well, was nice. Of, <laughs>
1: exactly. So one of the things I always tell people, before you work with us, before you work with any outsourced firm, the best thing you do is sit down and, like, as you said, create a checklist, right? Write down all the skills that you have right? And then all the skills you have, your top management have, figure out what the skills are in your organization, right? Then write in the skills that's missing. Now, you can take that list of skills that's missing and start looking through what it's going to take to hire that person and try to figure out if it's cheaper to outsource it or not, right? Because you don't want to, in any organization, you don't want to be hiring for skills that's one-off. I I remember, I have a, a friend who is a great accountant. He is a genius level accountant. And he always tells me that he gets hired by companies who think they have the hardest system, the worst accounting program, their, 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 their system is so chaotic and, and it's going to take years to get out of this situation. He says within six months, he works about two hours a day, right? Because he puts in his systems, everything is working. So now you're paying for somebody $50,000, dollars $70,000 a year who's actually working two, three hours a day to get your systems running. That is one of the things that switches over, right? Because now do you really want to spend the time and the money and the resources hiring somebody who can do the work shorter for less rather than bringing somebody inside internally where you have mm-hmm. to spend all those, those extra resources on? So when you, when you do that checklist and you create that list of, of, of talent and skills that you need in your organization, start realizing what the cost of those are. And see, I mean, I'll tell you, there there is, there is situations where hiring somebody will be cheaper than outsourcing, right? But you also have to think too is hiring a person now in this day today may be cheaper than outsourcing, but in the long run, it gets, it, the, the price starts to switch, right? Because in the long run, the training, the, the bonuses, the, the raises, all those have to be taken to play and you have to figure it out. But that checklist of what are the, the talents and skills you need in your organization that do not exist is the easiest way to figure out if you need to outsource this or not.
0: Got it. And and what are the things like, you know, it always comes down to, you know, when you outsource, like, you know, what, it, you know, the, the person you're outsourcing with may have several clients, they obviously do, you're not you're not gonna have one client, what would be the priority when you're when you're hiring someone to outsource a certain thing that you are you getting their captivity during a certain period of time that are, that's gonna be necessary to fulfill the objectives that are going to be that 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 client is looking for? To focus on what they do best.
1: Yeah, I think in any in any uh, interaction, right? If you yep. hire somebody or if you outsource, you're going to interview them, right? You're going That's to sit right. down, have a conversation with them. You can treat like you can treat them like an employee. Do a full interview, find out what their skills are, find out their background, find out the the knowledge base of the organization. Ask questions about time, about about systems, about resources, and how they're going to help you, right? Get those things in writing. Understand exactly what it is that you're hiring to do. And have a checklist against how they're going to produce it for you and on an ongoing basis you must check that checklist right there's a lot of people who will come in and give you a low ball price and promise you the world and never deliver it right and then there's people who can come in and give you a high price and deliver way more than you expect so you have to be really diligent about that interview process about that contract that you're about to sign and about the expectations that you have for that for that person, and in the same way of an employee, be realistic about the expectations. Yeah, right. Don't think you're going to hire somebody for two hundred dollars a day, and they're going to fix your entire accounting. system. Oh yeah, they're
0: going to right? work. Uh, you know, ten hours a day for you. That yeah, of course exactly.
1: not. Exactly. So, so, so I think I think doing those kind of checklists and those kinds of like really understanding what it is you need and making sure that it's in the contract is important, right? Understand that that whatever's in that contract is what that person, that consultant, that outside um, organization is promised to deliver. If they're not delivering, you as a manager need to be very straightforward about it, right? Because you don't want to go three or four months down the road, you're not getting what you want, and now you're upset and you're complaining about it, right? If you're not seeing what you want in day one, hey, we need to talk about this. I think this should be this way. I think we should do this. And you, 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 you explain to them what you're expecting. That way the delivery of the product and the river of the service will be at the expectation level that you really want.
0: Well, you made a great point. So I, I get, you know, what it comes down to, I guess, you know, and this is what probably would separate, you know, the, the people in that are in your business among the others is communication that you know, communication is a two-way street. So we can never assume and speculate because if we do, that gets us into trouble. That's where expectations go unfulfilled. So if the person, if the other person, if the client isn't really being specific with his or her communication, we can't control that, but we can control how we communicate. And we can sure. ask further questions to make sure that are we doing exactly what, what, what that client is looking for and making sure that we're on the same page. So if we're not getting that, that, communication from them that we can take that initiative to make sure we're being very clear, specific, clear, and concise, and not assuming and speculating.
1: Absolutely. I think one of the things that that Primus does very well is we have a a program that we call the COO model, right? So it's like chief operating officer, so It is a person that you are going to talk to on an ongoing basis about that project. So whether, and and it will has to do with your, your timeline, right? So if you want to talk every week, We'll plug that in to make sure that there's always an update. There's always a communication going forward. You know, we create your own email account so you can always email that account so all your items are showing up in one place and the team can get to it. So that communication aspect of dealing with a consultant is extremely important, right? Because like you said, I, I, I know the feeling. Sometimes people feel, oh, you know, they're working on six, seven different clients. Yes, we are. We're outsourced specialists. That's what we do. But the reality is your items are being checked by one person, your items being seen by a team, and your work is getting completed. If it's not getting completed, you need to speak up about it. Because that's that's the only way that relationship is going to work and run. And any any consultant tells you, we rather have a 10-year relationship with you than a one month relationship with you. So we want to make sure that you feel comfortable with us. We want to make sure that that you're getting what you want and we're we're surpassing even the
0: expectations of what you need. Got it. Wow. Great, great stuff you're sharing there. So what would you like when it comes to outsourcing, you know, when you look at it, uh, what are some of the industries that you find? You know, you mentioned nonprofits, but, you know, because obviously nonprofits can absolutely benefit because, the, you know, hire somebody is not going to be something a nonprofit would, would be, you know, in, you know, have the means to do depending upon where they're at, especially in the huh. beginning phase. But what are some of the industries with nonprofit do you see where there is a, you know, a great opportunity for outsourcing?
1: I think I always remember when, like when we first started business, right? When we first graduated college and we went into the business world, I always tell people, think about what one of the things you always saw, where you always saw an IT person in the company, right? There, always, there was always one guy or two guys who worked for the organization, who was responsible for all of the technology needs. If you look at companies now, There's absolutely no IT guys in the company, right? Because they realize that IT is a a non-industry specific situation, right? So every company in the world can use IT. So you don't have to have one in-house. So it becomes a purely outsourced situation. We feel the same thing with accounting, HR, and administrative services. Yeah. You do not need to have them in-house at a certain level of organization. Having them outsource is completely, is completely a doable and a viable uh, process for organizations, regardless of what industry they're in. Uh, so for us, it's like, there's no really specific industries. We, we work with, uh, like I said, from nonprofits who are doing advocacy work to nonprofits who are international NGOs to a dance studio who has employees, um, a marketing company uh, that does um, event planning for people. So the industry doesn't really matter, right? it's about the mentality of the business owner, right? And understanding when when they get to that point when they're like, okay, I'm here, I need to grow. I need to bring in more employees. I need to understand my finances better. I need to bring in somebody to do it. When they start to flip that switch, like I can either hire somebody and use this much of my resources or I can outsource it, use a little less resources and get a whole different level of, of resources uh, into the organization. It, that, I think that is the, the more the driver of, where outsourcing matters is that that business owner starting to see the growth of his business or her business and wanting to really expand it and realize that resource management is an important aspect of that.
0: Mm, no, it makes sense. I love that. I love what you shared there. So wh- wh- where do you see the, you know, when you look at you know, from what you've been, you've been doing this for a while, where do you see the, the trends and outlook for outsourcing you know, as we move in you know, further into this decade? And especially with this COVID world that we're living in?
1: I think it's going to skyrocket, right? I think it's going to become, I think, I think the last couple of years, even before COVID, right, we were talking about the gig economy, right? The gig economy is outsourcing, right? And it's going to get bigger and bigger as companies start to realize that I just want to do what we want to do, right? There's a very defined focus of why I started this company, and that's what I want to do. Everything else, I can pay somebody else to do it. And it does not to be. It does not need to be part of my organization because, of, and, and I think one of the major reasons, besides just besides just resource management, is also time management in there, right? If you as a business owner know nothing about accounting and you hire an accountant, who's supervising that accountant? You are now. You have to go and figure out how to talk that accountant's language, how to be able to have the the conversation with that accountant, while dealing with an organization that outsourcing you're not dealing with the accountant who's plugging in information. You're dealing with another business advocate who can really help you understand how to use the information coming from accounting, right? So there's a lot of parts of it. So I, I think it's going to expand drastically in different areas. Um, any pays that's not part of that core business will get end up getting outsourced.
0: Well, it makes sense. So like, I'll use that point, what you said, like if you hired an accountant to come in and work in your company, okay, you may not be getting a, a seasoned accountant or CPA. You may be getting, you know, somebody in the first five years of their career, yeah. they're learning, they still got a lot to learn. And that's a good thing, you, you know, you're, but it may not be developing your business because they could do the, 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 you know, the ins and outs of accounting, but are they getting you to see the, you know, the greater insights and the outlook on um, exactly. how the accounting can help your business where somebody like you, and you know, in outsourcing, can now they, it's like they're getting a seasoned, experienced professional, but it, it's not like they're 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 having to you know you know dish out six-figure salary benefits exactly. for you to do that. Yeah, that,
1: that's exactly it. And and, and we've seen that <laughs> hundreds of times, right? <laughs> uh, you you start talking to to business owners, and you know, we we are very good at changing the language. Of accounting or of HR to really match what that person needs to hear and how they need to process it, right? So part of our training, a part of our management of our clients, is meeting you where you are in aspect of you know, like we we do a lot of analogies where you know instead of talking accounting talk, we're talking about your bank account, right? Because understanding how cash comes in and out is different than understanding accounting one on one, right? Because accounting one on one with debits and credits. And that's how you start talking about the the theory, I start happening, nobody (laughs) wants to hear it, but you start explaining how it affects your bottom line, how it affects the cash, how it affects the the ability to really forecast into the future by changing the way you talk it, it helps that resource that that business owner really understand and feel better about it. As you said, someone who is in the first three, four years of their career will understand how to do the, the, the transactional work but the forecasting and the business development part is not in their, in their repertoires yet. So they won't be able to give you that kind of resources that you need.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I can see where that could be a great benefit uh, for an organization, especially for those that, that obviously in, 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 in today's world now, it's not, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 data and the numbers are great, but if, but if, it if there's not something bigger that that, that can be applied to, then that's not going to scale your business. So. Uh, that that's so true. What I, what what you shared there. Um, so no, I think that's great. So conclude this session that we're talking about, what would be some other things that you would share about outsourcing that could really elevate a business regardless of size to the next level?
1: Sure. I think one of the things that I like to explain to people, and it, it's, it's a conceptual situation, right? Um, outsourcing is not a situation where it should be taking money out your organization right? It's not just a check you're writing just to get the normal day-to-day things going. Outsourcing should always be able to add to your organization. If you're to add time back to your, your agendas, so you can go and bring in more clients. It should add structure back into your system so that way you can do more work and be able to do more, uh, do more of what it is that you do, right? So when you think of outsourcing, when you think of hiring anyone, it should always be thinking of what is it going to add to the organization rather than how much money is going to come out of it. Right? Because it should always be a a net positive to an organization by really bringing in, even if you're hiring someone, it should always be thinking of it, what is the net added that's going to happen to me by doing this? And outsourcing to the level that we're doing it should be a dramatic add to your organization at all times.
0: Wow. That is great. great information, what you shared. Well, you know, we want to be able to find out a little bit more about, you know, you and where people can find you. You are, you know, you you offer a wealth of information. You've done so many great things for all types of businesses on from the operational side, from HR, accounting, and so on, and for nonprofits. What would be some of the things that you could share with people in those those sectors that where they can, you know, what you're up to and how they can reach out and get in contact with you?
1: Sure. So I am very excited, right? 2022 is actually going to be the 20th year in business for Primus, which is an awesome feat for me. And I feel really excited. So um, anyone who wants to reach out to us, you can go to our website, which is www.primusco.com www.primusco, or just call our phone. Um, it's 212 328 And we'll always be there. I think one of the things that we tell people, if you have a question call, right, it's not we're not th- those old school customers like, hey, every conversation it costs you money. I have no problem giving people information and helping them get where they want to. So just reach out to us and we'll be able to, we'll happily answer any questions you have.
0: Wow. Well, this is fabulous. Well, we highly encourage all of you listeners uh, hearing this and those that will be listening later uh, to check out uh, Janae, uh here at Primus management, uh, business management. And again, check them out. They're doing a lot of great things. I've personally had a one-on-one uh, with janea and he is the real deal, and we highly encourage you to check him out. Any uh, last minute comment uh, in about the next 30 seconds or so you would like to leave for uh, the, the listening audience?
1: No, I I'm, I'm wish everyone a great, you know, it's almost end of the year. Next year's gonna be a really awesome year for everyone. We're we're rebounding from from COVID as good as we can. So I, I wish you all great and success into the new year.
0: Great. Well, thank you, Janaya for being here and taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us again. We highly encourage you to listen to this show in its entirety. Also, there was a lot of great points that Janea shared about the benefits of outsourcing. This will be available again here on our YouTube channel at the tellradio.com website and also on Spotify. So feel free to leave your comments, feedback. Again, it's you why we bring this show to you to help elevate your business and personal success to the next level. Your feedback is is vitally important to us to continue to bring in great experts like Janae and to help you move your business forward. Till then, have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next week. Have a great day, everyone.